This episode is brought to you by Philips One Blade. You can tell someone's style by their facial hair. Let One Blade help you tell your story. Whether you're team beard or team stubble, One Blade can trim, edge, and shave any length of hair with just one tool. It's easy to use, versatile, and can be used wet or dry. Philips One Blade, your style made simple. Go to www.philips.co.uk forward slash one blade to find out more. There's always a way to make life better. Innovation in you, Philips. Now listeners, before we get to the episode, you just heard an advertisement recorded by our wonderful Demi. All I can say is it was not done first attempt. When you get to the end of the show, just keep listening to some of those other attempts that weren't submitted. You will not regret it. Sorry, Demi. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. I'm your host, Mr. Alex Silvestre, and with me, as always, is Mr. Sonny Sangira. How are you doing on the hottest day of August? Isn't I it? am <laughs> melting, is what I'm doing. You know, it is currently... <laughs> I got I got in my um, car earlier to drop my son off to a birthday party, and yeah. it was 34 degrees on the thing. I was like, yep, nope, that's not <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, heart, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a heat wave of heat waves. And it's not the same type of heat over here, man. It's just, it's different. Like everywhere else in the world, it just feels like it's got a bit more warmth and care. But over here, it's just like that hardcore bacon heat. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway. basically, basically, our heat is like premium Pornhub tariff and then everything else is just normal, <laughs> right? So we're getting that extra and it's fucking killing us. There you go, if that does it for you, ladies and gentlemen. But welcome back to your weekly PlayStation podcast, the only place for you to get all your latest PlayStation news. And we've got a load of bangers for you today. We've got uh, news about Gamescom 2022. Uh, we're going to talk about Evo as well. We had some interesting uh, reveals in there as well. Uh, we're going to uh, jump on to Call of Duty and also GTA 6 is rumbling in the news as well so uh, get yourself comfortable sit tight if you're on your kayak or in your truck or whatever you do with this podcast just get yourself relaxed it's going to be a stunner uh, but before we get into all of that uh, what have you been playing mate? Um, actually we just I forgot to mention uh, apologies for no episode last week mm-hmm. uh, technical error we recorded it and then lost it <laughs> <laughs> we tried something different we thought let's go Internet. down the uh haven route and let's see if we can do a digital office and like record in there and have it all One fixed day. in there it didn't work <laughs> so we lost we lost the episode so we're really sorry guys uh but we're back this week uh what have i been playing uh, i finished um observe observation so obviously it was another game that is on the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Tariff. And it's, it's a completely, utterly different game to what you're going to play. It's honestly, I highly recommend it. It's about three hours long. Um, and you don't play a character. You play an AI. And what happens is um, a space station is rebooted. A crew member wakes up and you're the AI system that she's talking to. So she will be like, um, so your name is Sam and she'll be like Sam um, voice authentication. She'll say her name and then on the screen will come the bar and you're just using the analog stick to match it and stuff like that. And then you can accept or reject it and it changes her responses and stuff like that. And then she's asking you to fix things. You And then you move around the space station by obviously either like connecting to cameras that you can see. And then it also eventually you get a sphere that you can actually move around the space station. Yes, you can go outside and float around. Um, It's very, I think the best way to put it, the closest thing to it is Event Horizon, the film. Um, That's all I'm saying without spoiling it. But it's absolutely free, people. It's a game that I've always wanted to play, but I never wanted to pay for because I just couldn't be asked. (laughs) And when I saw it in the tier, I was like, thank you. I will play it. uh, Great game. Great game. Really, really good. And it is very, very um, 
interstellar meets event horizon so highly yeah. highly recommend it. if someone just wants to pick something play something over a weekend like i said it's only about three hours three four hours yeah. highly highly recommended and then on top of that um still i'm on the final level of tetris effect and <laughs> it's it's called metamorphosis and you need to get 90 lines to finish the level Really? And nice. it just ramps up that speed. No, it starts off fast. So if you yeah. can get through the first 30 lines, which is yeah. moving at a wicked pace, it will slow down yeah. to give you an opportunity to tidy up all the shit that you've missed because that's guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Plug all those holes. Yeah. And then once you get to like level 60, <laughs> the speed, mate. The speed. The yeah. speed. Be like bullet time reflexes. I'm like, Alex, where are you? <laughs> I need you. Yeah, come Don't on. Worry, I, I can't can do, do it. it. The highest and the worst thing is, I want you to imagine this. I'm playing the game, yeah, and I'm I'm always dying or like losing the board by like seventies or something like that. I yeah. got to eighty eight lines. <laughs> oh, that's a kick in the teeth. <laughs> and I pressed the wrong. Uh, you, so basically, when you land, that's not the end. If you're flexing and fle- you know moving the shape, you can kind of move yeah. it as long as it can roll over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I pressed up like an idiot <laughs> and it just dropped. And then the next thing dropped and it killed me. And, and the worst thing is I could have moved it to 89 and then the line below it had one gap, which I could have filled with anything and would have I done it. Up. Oh, but I pressed so up good. instead of the, the shape shit button. And I just sat there quietly. You know, when you get angry, so angry that you don't yeah. even get angry. You just get quiet. You just get quiet. And like, <laughs> you just do away from it. If I have a knife in my hand and someone walks in the room, somebody's going to the prison tonight. <laughs> I turned it off. Yeah, haven't played night. it since. <laughs> well, I need a. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. But uh, what about yourself? Yeah, so I've been playing a game which is equally as frustrating. But um, well, probably I don't think as frustrating as getting eighty-eight lines and missing out by two. Uh, but it's Sifu, man. Sifu. Okay, that's a game that it came out earlier on in the year. Obviously, I hadn't actually completed it. Um, and it, to be honest, the game's been kicking my ass. And when Forbidden West came out, I just pretty much just dived into that. So I've pretty much been trying to um, keep my age as young as possible uh, and try not to get my ass kicked while I go over this fictional world of I don't know exactly where it is. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, I think I've gotten to the, the third level and I am like still 24, still all young and fresh. And I've got so many kick ass moves. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> Um, the strategy in the game is just unbelievable. I mean, get, people have probably played it already, but if you just manage to get your hand on a PS5 now, or even a PS4, it's an amazing martial arts, single-player, um, narrative-driven game. You're going to love it. It's taken all the hits from all the famous, um, popular uh, kung fu films, you know, from Fearless all the way to, um, name some ones out there, Drunken Butsin, Drunken Master, um, Crashes Like a Dragon, it's, it's, it's all in there. Uh, but yeah you get to play as the main protagonist and you're trying to avenge uh, the death of his uh, master. Uh, and yeah, it's an amazing game. If you haven't played it, go play it right now. And I can't wait to complete it because it's freaking kicking my ass, dude. I swear uh, to God. I haven't it's played it yet. I'll wait, for it, the, I'll wait for it to hit so the tears now. Work. Just when you think that you've actually mastered like one part, yeah, it's like they just, the I don't know, the mechanics just upgrade. Um, but you're able to, um, you know, upgrade your skills and there's a, you can actually have brand new skills which are temporary and you can get some which are permanent and you basically just got to um, build upon your, um, your skill level so that you can actually make the new skills permanent. It'll all make sense as soon as you play the game. Mm-hmm. But it's a phenomenal game. It looks gorgeous. It plays so well. And it's one which I one day hope they actually make into like a multiplayer game because I think that would be awesome online. Just the mechanics of it alone is amazing. I have one but, question to ask you. Yeah. Lis- listeners are listening, but I can see you. We talked about a heat wave. Why are you wearing a hat? Are you not hot, mate? Are you not hot? I'm sweating and you're doing it with man, a hat on. And I'm like, man's not hot, man. Man's not hot. I'm, I'm that goes, man. So it's all good. I got this on luck. Anyway, so let's dive into the news. And uh, first one we're going to go into is a Gamescom. Uh, so let's update you on what's been happening with Gamescom. As you know, it's the European equivalent to the E3. And here are some details. Uh, it's going to take place on the 23rd of August, uh, the opening night showcase. It's going to be about two hours long. Uh, and it's apparently going to be about 30 games on show. Uh, it's going to be live attendance, finally, you know, post-COVID. Um, and uh, Sony will unfortunately not have an official presence at the game show Um but uh, there will be titles, of course, uh, for the PS5. Uh, and I doubt there's going to be anything on the PS4 because they're actually letting that die off, aren't they? Uh, there's going to be some uh, from the third party, and we don't know if there's actually going to be any first party games. Um, Subnautica, developer unknown um, of No Worlds Entertainment, um, announced that it will be unveiling its new sci-fi IP. 
uh, at the Gamescom. Uh, and Jeff Keeley also confirmed on Twitter that he will be joined by the game director, Charlie Cleveland, to announce a, the new project. And there will be a healthy dollop of gameplay to enjoy to boot. And uh, to top it off, uh, Sega will also share info on Sonic Frontiers, one of the most anticipated Sonic games in a long while. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can mm-hmm. actually do good on this one uh, during Gamescom. And that will be done on the opening night. Uh, Jeff Keighley also has laid claim to that as well. Um, uh, and also it will be potentially on the PS4 uh, and other gaming formats, as well as the PlayStation 5, which is the only console you're going to need to play it on because it's going to be lush. It's going to load so well. And it's just the optimal place to play the game. Well, I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting because if you ever want to test a game for loading speed, it should be Sonic Frontiers, right? Because the speed <laughs> yeah, moves yeah. that. So it will be really yeah. interesting to yeah, see if the SSD... Will capability is really on show compared to all the other consoles so yeah yeah that could be like the the only like you know bare bones comparison between the xbox series and the ps5 you don't have to mention the switch i mean i already know how good it's going to do on there anyway (laughs) (laughs) i only see sonny's face (laughs) it's going to use the sonic mania engine on switch bro imagine (laughs) do what ea do with their fever titles but i mean i'm i mean i would say I mean, I'm very excited that it's a live attendance again, yeah, but definitely. the last two years opening night games comms have been shit, you know, and it's like uh, even like the, the game shows, even like the game awards shows have been shit. Like, like yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying this shit. I'm saying I'm I'm curbing my enthusiasm. I'm not setting yeah. my expectations too high. I know this is not a Sony showcase and Sony may have something to show there. We know Gamescom opening night is forever going to be known as the night after Microsoft showed catapults. So, you know, it will be interesting to see what they're going to show at the show. But I'm hoping we just see some more games and that are coming out this year, like to the end of 2022, because everything's fucking moving to 2023. 2023. It's just like. Twenty twenty two is going bare minimum. Like this is yeah, turning yeah. to the back. It started off so well. It started off so well. Remember February came. We thought, oh my god, we got a packed month. You know, we had Elden Ring, Forbidden West, Sifu. You know, to name a few. You know, Jeet, mm. um, Grand uh, Dying Light Two, yeah. Dying Light Two, all those, and then it just went radio silence for the remainder of the year. But uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of. Um, I just think. I think. I think you'll probably see Last of Us remake, like a launch trailer. Not the launch. Yeah, because it's. Just another trailer. Two weeks. Two. Yeah. It was two weeks before the launch, so it should be around about the, the launch trailer time or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, man, looking forward to it, and uh, we will be uh, covering that uh, event as well. So make sure you keep it locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from if you, before before you move on, um, how yeah. excited are you for Sonic Frontiers after? Because obviously this is now post Sonic movie. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I, like, I, we're I, in a I, new Sonic yeah, world now, yeah, aren't yeah. we? Really? You know what I mean? They've managed to reinvent themselves so well after the film franchise did so well. I mean, what the, the first one broke records, the second one did even better, and now they've got a chance to actually just rebrand um the, the gameplay mechanics of it. Um and I think they're I think they're gonna, you know, put all that pull out all the stops on this one and actually make it worthwhile. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I think and they've just announced as well that Sonic three, the film, is out. Was it December twenty twenty four? So they've announced it. So we've got two years and a bit left. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Sonic Frontiers will be big. I think it will be. A, uh, I think it will get critically slammed because people think if it doesn't play like The Last of Us, it doesn't deserve a high score or something. <laughs> it's fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. He's Could gonna run around fast. Oh, uh, they made like an R rated or something. Like it that. just makes right. me laugh though because yeah. I watched a comparison. I need to send it to you. It's basically how nostalgia is against Sonic for some reason. Whereas it isn't for Mario because they're both the exact same bloody game, but one's faster than the other. They're both just about collecting things and being a video game in its purest form. But people just yeah. hate Sonic so much. Yeah. And I'm just like, the two, yeah, okay, this is a great opportunity now for the Sega to, to put Sonic on par. It's not going to be on par, let's be straight, on a gameplay level to Mario, but get the respect that it's due in a 3D format. You know what I mean? Because it never seems to do 3D right. I think the only time it did it was Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast, right? That was yeah. Dreamcast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Those games, man, when that killer whale, oh, man. Yeah, you know, diving in the background, that looked awesome. You know, and uh, there's, I think there's rumors that so, uh, Sega might be bringing back the Dreamcast in some shape or form. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll get more information when that drops. Uh, but yeah, dude. 
What else have we got, man? Oh, shit. Let's Come move on, on to Come number on. two, people. And I'm not going to lie. This, this would have been number one, number two, number three, <laughs> number four, number five, number six, number seven. Speaking of seven, we now move on and up onto a show uh, that's already happened, and that's EVO 2022. If yeah. you don't know what EVO is, it's a show dedicated to fighting game competitions and announcements. We covered the purchase when Sony purchased EVO last year. So obviously this has been an in-person event, which is great because people can get together for a specific genre, have world championships, competitions, and you just need to have a look at some of the gameplay that these tournaments pull off, like, you know, these players pull off in these tournaments. They're absolutely stunning. But because all the fighting community is together, it's a great time to announce fighting games, characters, updates and stuff. And that's what we've got. So let's move to the biggest, and I repeat, biggest, (laughs) <laughs> fighting game franchise it's not the biggest officially it's Mortal Kombat but biggest, Spiritually biggest Bando, Bandai Namco <laughs> Entertainment has announced that a new Tekken 7 balance update will be released on August 17th 2022 the update will come with various balance adjustments for the cast as well as what looks like a wall stagger mechanic where you can trip up your opponent when pressuring them mm-hmm. the trailer also confirms that the Tekken World Tournament Tour will host its finals in Amsterdam in February 2023 Perhaps the most intriguing part of that trailer, however, is what appears to be a brief teaser for Tekken 8. Oh, yeah! (laughs) We're treated to Kazuya Mishima's ending from Tekken 1, where he throws Heechatch off a cliff. (laughs) Then this this scene transitions into a brand new render for Kazuya, who grins at the camera. Now... (laughs) What makes it interesting, everybody was initially thinking, oh, they're remaking Tekken 1. First off, why? Secondly, yeah. that was rebuffed quickly because the render of Kazuya, obviously the PS5 beauty, he's got grey hair. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously him older. Yeah. Tekken 7 was originally released in arcades back in 2015 and arrived on PS4, PC and Xbox One in June 2017. The game received four seasons of content and has sold over 9 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling franchise, best-selling game in, in the franchise. Mm. Alex. Yeah, dude. Oh Tekken my god. Eight. Yeah, okay. You know, like the first time I heard this, I think you let me know about this. And I was kind of tempering my expectations, man. I didn't want to get too hyped up, but like <laughs> That lasted for like all but two seconds. It's like I can't wait, dude. And like the, the like all the questions started populating. I was thinking, hold on, what could they do? Are they actually going to go and release like a Tekken Eight? Because you know it, it could they could just like follow in the series. Or did that clip mean? I mean, that was the first Tekken. Are they just going to do a refresh like they did with God of War? You know, no, just, no. I think I think um, the Japanese love numbers. You know, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, yeah. Street Fighter, Tekken, yeah. Mortal Kombat, all of them. They love numbers, so they're going to keep yeah. it going. But I think it's it was forward. just uh, paying homage. You know what I mean? <laughs> and here's the most important thing, people. Tekken Bloodline on Netflix. It's focused <laughs> on the Mishima family. So Tekken 8 is focused on the Mishima family. You course, know what I mean? Course, and yeah, and I think what they're probably looking to do with Tekken 8 is transcend the main enemy uh, from Heihachi to Kazuya, you know, because we always I think... You said it, you said it, Heihachi. I know, I thought, I know, I know, I know, I know, it's he- I know it's Heihachi, but it sounds so much shitter compared to Heihachi. Oh, right? come on, man. Uh, but I, I just think um, they're obviously pinning it as Kazuya as the main because I think it works out that he's the main main in Tekken Bloodline and Jin is obviously the protagonist and then H Hatch is like the background guy. So we'll see what happens on that front. But um, well, the are you excited, the- dude? I mean, yeah. if it looks like that, whoa, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was detailed. That was close. And yeah, I mean, if they're going to be putting so much focus on the actual animation, and the unless they're going to announce like a film, which I doubt is going to be the case. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the new Tekken 8 is going to look and how well it's going to run on the next gen. Well, this is the current gen now, isn't it? You mm. know, the ground up on the PS5 and hope, well, I guess it will be on the Xbox, but no one's going to play it on that system. No you one know. does. And, you know, um, it's be good. And before I move on to Street Fighter 6, uh, obviously just to highlight as well that even with that balance update, it will still be extremely unbalanced between me and Alex. It will be like a seesaw. <laughs> I'm up, he's down. So that balance update is going to be F all for you, mate. Absolutely nothing for you. You're going to need a genie to beat me, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom. 
Hell also had an announcement as it announced two new fighters that will be joining the ever-swelling Street Fighter VI roster, Kimberly and Yuri. First up, here's a lowdown on Kimberly. Bust out some beasts and shake up your spray cans to welcome the newest ninja to Street Fighter VI. Kimberly invited herself to become Guy's student, who is the 39th successor. Oh, God, I am Ruburps. To Bushin Ryu after defeating his master Zeku, the 38th successor. Kimberly had an ordinary upbringing, but she's a prodigy who graduated college early and now wants to be a full fledged ninja. She's infatuated with 80s pop culture when the portable cassette player was at its peak popularity, hence why she always, always carries one with her. She sounds like a douche. <laughs> Finally, here's what Capcom had to say about Yuri. First appearing in Super Street Fighter 4. Yuri remains a sadistic thrill seeker who enjoys the suffering of others, taking immense joy in obliterating her foes. Previously, her main motivator was revenge against M. Bison, but since his fall in Street Fighter V, spoiler, she Mm. now whittles away her time in a gloomy haze. What lies in store for her now? Street Fighter VI is scheduled for release on PS5, PS4, PC, and the Xbox consoles in 2023. Blah, I mean, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about these characters, but I have I to say, <laughs> if you look at the Street Fighter, you need to go onto like YouTube and watch like 4K footage of Street Fighter VI, man. They're visually, it's stunning, man. It looks so good. And it just makes me even more excited for Tekken 8 because, you know, Tekken looks more realistic than Street Fighter. Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to have to be on par, right? Because uh, they're going to eventually come out with a Tekken X Street Fighter, you know, which is still in the works. That ain't never so, going to come, It's going to happen, man. Never, gonna, never. It's going to happen. It has to happen. No chance. No chance. Namco, Namco, they've got to converge, man. They've got to, especially on that. I mean, the fans want it, especially if Street Fighter 6 can, can hold up. But um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Regardless. But I think what you're going to notice with Street Fighter 6 and the new Tekken is there won't be another new entry this platform you know what i mean this will be these will be the only entries for playstation 5 because they look at it and think right tekken 7 is five years old it's had four season updates they're balancing the update five years after launch because people just get they don't need a new game they just need to get better and better and refine the system tekken 7 yeah is the most fine-tuned a tekken game has ever been for like competitive fighting as is street fighter 5 so i think you'll see the same thing with 6 and um tekken but also not the only fighting game that had an announcement dragon ball fighters z is coming to playstation 5 and xbox series consoles with rollback netcode bandai namco and arc system works announced during evo 2022 over its weekend the press release confirms that those who own the PS4 version of the game will be able to upgrade to PS5 as expected, although right now a launch date for the next-gen version has yet to be announced. I am looking forward to Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters. I mean, how do you pronounce it, man? It should be called Fighter Z, right? After I think Dragon it's called Ball. Fighters. It's, it's just a play. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I'm sure. They just messed up with the spacing. Anyway, man, so... Uh... I've been a fan of the game, and I do. I do like the Dragon Ball. I think they've smashed it with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It's it's just perfectly balanced. And if you ever want that epic anime fighting, you know, if you like the likes of um, Naruto, um, I mean, obviously the same type of same company that Bandai Namco, they've managed to in, like encapture the actual essence of the shows and being able to play as those characters, you know, with all their full range of abilities, is absolutely awesome. And that's another game which I'll be whooping your ass on, man. If you ever want to. Challenge me, that's it. So, On play shit games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Fans out there, is it a shit game? Leave your comments in the section below. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Well, we'll move on All to right. the next story, which is very interesting as well. Welcome aboard this Air France podcast message. Air France and its crew invite you to discover its business class cabin, where you can enjoy a full flat bed. For even more comfort, an ultra-soft duvet and pillow are at your disposal. Air France wishes you a pleasant podcast. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Book your business class tickets now at airfrance.co.uk. This episode is brought to you by London Business School. Great leaders need the knowledge and confidence to be unique. London Business School's world-class leadership programs are designed to help leaders of all levels stand out from the crowd. Join international participants in London, Dubai, or online to connect with the brightest minds in business. Discover leadership programs for original thinkers at London Business School. 
Search for LBS Original Thinkers to find out more. Windows 11 helps people get closer to what they love. I'm Charlotte. I'm an engineering student, and I'm creating a platform to help plus-size women feel empowered in the clothing they wear. The first thing about Windows 11 that stood out to me was how easy it was. You have all of the features that you want to use at your fingertips. It's so much more natural for me to use the touchscreen. We can make things truly size-inclusive, and with Windows 11, I'm working on it. Discover new ways to get more done with Windows 11 PCs at windows.com slash brings you closer. Cool. Uh, Marvel Midnight Sun has been delayed. Uh, Take-Two Interactive has quietly revealed through its latest quarter earnings report. Uh, whilst uh, when listing upon, uh, sorry, upcoming titles for 2K, uh, Marvel Midnight Sun no longer has an October release date, but rather a release window set for fiscal year 2023. This comes after the game only uh, two months ago received a release date for early October. After the game was revealed, um, as delayed, the official Twitter account for the game published a statement from Fur Axis. Uh, we made a decision to move back for launching timing of Marvel Midnight Suns to ensure that we're delivering the best blah, 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 blah for our fans. Uh, we will launch later this fiscal year on Windows, Xbox and everything else under the sun, including the Switch. This just adds to the long list of games, as we mentioned earlier, which are just being delayed and pushed to 2023. And um, Marvel Midnight Suns, I guess, what's the rush? You know, what's the mm. rush? It's not like it's a game which everybody was dying to play, to be honest. Even though the trailer did look, it looked all right. Uh, but then I heard something about it being a card game as well. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. I tell you, I, I mean, I asked him who obviously worked close with the game um i've seen him talk about it he's really really excited by it and things like that gotta say mate doesn't look good like <laughs> in the sense of constantly getting delayed there yeah. was rumors of like you know changing the style because people weren't happy with how the game was playing and mm -hmm. yeah it's just going to be intriguing to see what it does when it comes out this if it sticks to that you know really strategic style of play i don't it, it's not going to sell gangbusters it's not going to sell like massive massive numbers but yeah. it just needs to get a great review score to sell really really well you know and at the moment these constant delays and things like that are if there's indecision in the house and if they're not even confident with it then we should be worried about it you know at the end of the yeah. day but any delay is a good delay and i want the game to be great um so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, yeah. But anyway, moving from that boring game to another st stomper of a game. What we got, man? I was going to say, don't say boring, mate, because you know that's not the case. You're just talking about the biggest video game franchise <laughs> that there is, right? Number four. Yep. Grand Theft Auto 6 developer Rockstar Games is aiming to set creative benchmarks for the series. Ooh. The upcoming crime juggernaut publisher Take-Two has revealed during its latest quarterly earnings call. This is uh, a quote from um, Take Two. With development, with, with development of the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series well underway, the Rockstar Games team is determined to once again set creative benchmarks for the series, our industry, and for all entertainment, just as the label has done with every one of their frontline releases. The company has previously acknowledged that it needs to exceed expectations with GTA 6, in terms of a release date, it has been hinted at by Take-Two earlier this year that the game will launch in financial year 2024. Perfect. I mean, Alex, we know <laughs> there's the, if there's one thing we know for sure, GTA 5 will always be in the top 10 up until the launch of GTA 6. And secondly, yep. creative benchmarks. I mean, it's GTA. It's, it's, a, it's a cultural event now. It's more than a video game. So a mm. lot more scrutiny is going to be on it, isn't it? It's going to be real. This is, I think, this is the first time we've ever had a game or developer in this position where they've had such a massively successful game, which they now have to top or kind of pivot into a different direction so that it's actually worthwhile them creating a new iteration. Because as we've seen in the charts, you know, for as obviously listeners have heard us banging on about it, GTA 5 online, especially, has just not left the charts, you know. And if it does, it goes on holiday, but it comes right back. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see why you know they had to uh release another iteration when they could have literally just lived on the the sales of that game for the next <laughs> five to mm -hmm. ten years maybe it's like they were very strong 
So um, yeah, they're going to have to do something really amazing to make sure that this is actually worth the investment and the time and to also veer people who have, you know, cemented themselves on GTA 5 and online uh, and give them a reason to actually dive into this world. So, um, I mean, I'm only guessing they probably maybe change the era, maybe. I mean, what, what do we know? Well, I think I've just gone back to what you said about why they need to release it. I mean, the perfect example is at the launch of GTA. GTA is the fastest entertainment property to make a billion dollars. GTA 5 eclipsed Star Wars earnings. Do you know what I mean? And you, <laughs> if you just keep GTA online running as a thing, yes, you'll be making quarter of a billion every three months from it. But then where's that influx of that five or six billion that you want in like, you know, a couple of years you can get extra just by releasing a new gta and let's be honest gta is when it is in development the most expensive video game in the Mm. world to make right gta 5 i mean gta 6 sorry it's probably got a production and development cost of like six seven hundred million you know what i mean it's probably ridiculous amount yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they turn around well you look at the maintenance of gta online gta online from its production development advertising to yeah. running that game and keeping servers on that's got to be like over one yeah. and a half two billion dollars spent yeah, on just keeping gta going but how much have they made back they made seven eight nine ten billion back from that game so they, they, they'll want that cash no matter what you got to keep it fresh and it just keeps people coming back for gta but i think you will no longer see multiple gta number entries per console you'll get one you know you'll get a remaster and then one Remaster yeah. and then one, remaster and one. So I think GTA 6 will be your only GTA 6 on PlayStation 5. And then when the PlayStation 6 comes out, you will get GTA 6 remastered and then you'll get GTA 7, you know. So it'll work like that. But what do you think, one, like, direction creatively do you think they can go then? Uh, well, obviously, the rumors are that one of the protagonists is a Latino lady, which is great. I think it's great to have a female character. I don't like the reports that GTA is woke. And the developers are trying to talk. That's not GTA. GTA is we have no limit. We are we are the South Park of video games. We take the piss out of everything. You know what I mean? It does not matter. And if you're like Eminem says, if you are offended, don't listen. If you're offended by Grand Theft Auto, don't play it. But hundreds, you know, we're going to get to the sales numbers later. But that many people don't care and they play the game. Right. And. The rumor is obviously it's set in Vice City and things like that. So it's just going to be really exciting to see because it's Grand Theft Auto. It's a cultural change. It's a big thing. It's the, well, let's be honest, officially from a financial standpoint, it's the biggest entertainment entry for anything. It's bigger than anything from Marvel. It's bigger than anything about Avatar. It's bigger than Star Wars. It's bigger than anything. You know, when you consider how big the MCU is per film, like you take Avengers Endgame. Mm. or avatar right gta is bigger than them both so you can combine them together gta is bigger than them both you know <laughs> yeah yeah that is crazy and i guess yeah go for a female protagonist as well will you know hopefully uh bolster the female audience as well you know and get them onto gta because like how many females do you know who play gta 5 well i think she's only one character i think they're going to stick with the gta 5 model and have multiple characters especially with the ssd now you know and they got it working so perfectly on playstation 3 and playstation 4 by being able to zoom in between the characters. So I think that will be the norm now. Mm. And it obviously adds a lot to what you can do from a story standpoint and online. So mm. it'll be cool just to have a female as um, thingy. But the question is, can she pick up hookers and then kill them? That <laughs> will be the question. You know what I mean? It's 21st century, man. It all goes. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, everyone. I'm back again delivering this week's Patreon news. Make sure you tune into latest PSX as our host answers some fun questions such as first game, last game, most anticipated and more. As for the rumour mill, we have not one, not two, but six of the biggest rumours this week. We'll be covering some juicy ones such as PS5 using new smaller chips. Could it mean a pro or slim model is coming? A new DualSense controller with haptic feedback in the sticks and another Marvel game on PS5 just to name a few as always head over to Patreon via the link in the description to help support the show cool and on to our number 5 ladies and gentlemen Deviation Games has revealed that it has kicked off performance capture of its AAA title uh, with Sony at 
PlayStation Visual Arts Studio. Defiation Games has spent the past year or so building up its team and previously confirmed uh, that its new title would be entering full production this year. Not much is known about the game other than it's an original AAA IP with Sony, so we can safely assume it's a PS5 exclusive. While the details are still thin on the ground, uh, a few tidbits can be gleaned from a job listing posted at the beginning of the year. The position for a senior game designer reveals that Deviation Games' title could be story-driven. Uh, it could be an RPG with both single-player and multiplayer as an experience. So, are you looking forward to this game, uh, or do you not give a shit? <laughs> uh, I can't be excited about something that's nothing there, right? Yeah. But I love the fact that every first-party Sony game is motion-captured. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just love it. It's just like... You see it, like whether it be Returnal or the Naughty Dog games or God of War or everything, they just act it all out now. You know, Sony treat their first party games like AAA blockbusters, you know, yeah. and the fact that it's a story driven RPG, it's nice to, I think what excites me the most is it's nice to hear that, oh, it's not an online open world experience, that, that the rumor is that it is a story driven RPG. Yes. And if people are wondering, well, what's that? It's basically Horizon. That is a story driven RPG, right? Um, so at its at the easiest entry to RPG that horizon is RPGs can go crazy, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm excited that I'm not hearing that it's an online open world experience. Uh, but in terms of excitement about the game, no, because I haven't seen a single thing about it. But it's always good to see that Sony are investing big amounts of money because you gotta understand motion capture is not cheap. You know, it's a big portion of your budget that goes down. But Sony have their own studios. They let loads of people, you know, even Microsoft use some of some of Sony studios sometimes. Do they? So, yeah, what? in America. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody helps everybody in the end. You know, it's not a war like people think it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always fair. Never more. Uh, but yeah, cool. So let's jump on to our number six. then. Number six is a big one. So bear with me. Activision has announced that PS4 and PS5 Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 owners will gain first access to the game's open beta, which takes place in September. Pre-order customers will be able to gain access to early access for the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 open beta, although PlayStation console owners will still receive extra time in the teaser compared to PC and Xbox and Xbox One owners. So here's some dates. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Open Beta, PS4 and PS5 only. Early Access, September 16th to the 17th. Open Beta, September 18th to the 20th. Open Beta, September 22nd to the 23rd. And then Open Beta, September 24th to 26th. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Open Beta, PC and Xbox Series X and S. Early Access, September 22nd to 23rd. Open Beta, September 24th to 26th. It's worth noting that crossplay will be made available during the second week of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 open beta. So PlayStation, PC, and Xbox gamers can all play together. COD Modern Warfare 2 is scheduled for release on PS5, PS4, PC, and Xbox consoles on October 28th, 2022. I mean, that deal is still running for Sony and Call of Duty, still getting those perks in there, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six, almost a week of early access for just PlayStation gamers to be playing Call of Duty. That's a big yeah. week. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, what what are they really testing, really? Because they know it's going to sell. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I mean, the one thing about Call of Duty is people will always hate it because it's popular and it's Call of Duty, right? But Call of Duty will always give you 60 frames per second. It will, Even on PS3, it gave you 60 frames at 1080p, right? Yeah. <clears throat> PS4, it'll give you that. So they will, they, Activision do these tests to break the network. They want to strain it. They want to push it. And you've yeah. got to understand, there will be no separate servers for PlayStation, Xbox, PC. With crossplay now going to be fully enabled, you really are going to be testing. And if yeah. there was a game where... It was fair game to see who the best is. Because let's be honest, like all the FIFA players and eFootball players and that play on PlayStation, all their world championships are on PlayStation. The best players in the world in those games are PlayStation fighting games. Yeah. Sony purchased Evo because everybody plays fighting games on PlayStation, right? Shooters, it's fair game. Who is the best? Obviously, keyboard and mouse has the massive advantage. So 
you're going to have PC gamers, Xbox gamers, PlayStation gamers, all on the same servers running up against each other. So they really want to test how this is going to work because the last thing you want to do is launch COD officially and it not work. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting to see how many uh, days have actually got dedicated to the PlayStation um, mm. console alone. I mean, like almost a week or 10 days uh, as compared to what the four days <laughs> that they've given the PC and Xbox. You know, obviously just showing the, uh, the share of um, sales for both consoles and platforms. But yeah, man, um, I've, I've never really dived into Call of Duty. Like, I, I, I guess I should. I mean, you've hyped it up. You think it's worth I played, it? I played every every single single player campaign in Call yeah. of Duty. Played it. It's good. The single player campaigns, as I say, if you want to be mentally stimulated and have major twists in a story, it's not for you. This mm. is literally all guns blazing. What you all guns blazing, just explosions, yeah. humongous set pieces that you're like, wow. Is it worth sixty pounds just for the single player campaign? No, it isn't. <laughs> but for the five or six hours that you're going to play, you're going to really yeah. enjoy it because it is right. just set piece after set piece after set piece. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, I highly recommend it. And I, I just tell people, just have a look now because you could probably get like Vanguard, which has an amazing campaign. You probably find that pre-owned somewhere for a tenner or on Facebook Marketplace or eBay or somewhere for a tenner. You know, yeah, yeah. it's worth the campaign. You remember you pay 30, 40 pounds for a six-hour campaign, seven-hour game, or whatever. You get Call of Duty's campaign is that length. So, you know, you can be paying 20, 30 bucks and really yeah, enjoying yeah. it, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. you pay, what, in America, you pay, what, £15 pound for uh, $15 for a cinema ticket for two hours, you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. well, so, you actually get to keep this for a bit, you know. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Enjoy. I highly recommend Call of Duty campaigns to people. You don't, if you don't want to play multiplayer, you don't have to. You can just really enjoy the campaigns because they're they're really really fun. But Alex, it's our favorite time, man. We got some charts to go in, and and again, another different number. What can I just say, listeners? Alex thought Fire Emblem was going to stay at number one. It didn't. It <laughs> fell out the top ten. Then he said the other week that. Xenoblade was going to stay number. No, it didn't. All right, so you know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say about Xenoblade because that's the one game that I wasn't really 100 confident on. But I was actually <laughs> curious as to see what would or could have replaced it. Actually, we'll, as we will find out shortly. Hello, latest PS5 community. It's Demi, and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there, you will expect to see a variety of videos such as live reactions predictions gameplay and so much more search latest ps5 podcast in youtube or click the link in the description also while you're at it help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video do it right now subscribe right now i'm watching you i'm gonna give you zero seconds to subscribe done it good Back to the show. Cool. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week again. The UK sales charts, and every week we dive into it to see what is going to be number one. And it's going to be an interesting one this week. Let's start off with uh, number 10. Last week's number one, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's dropped from first place <laughs> to 10th place in one week. I'm not really surprised about it. Yeah, even though I'm a Nintendo fan, yes, I, I do support them. You know, I'm a diehard Nintendo fan, but Xenoblade, I was never convinced of. I don't even think Nintendo was. And I was actually really surprised to see it top the charts last week, especially in the UK, you know? Mm. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest Xeno launch in its franchise. So that tells you, you know what I mean? But the, when you yeah. get to the details of the charts, wait till you see the drop-off number. But yeah, carry yeah, on. We'll go into it. Okay, so number nine, we have Animal Crossing, New Horizons, another Switch game. At number eight, Pokemon Legends Arceus. At number seven, uh, F122. And number six, Minecraft, the Switch edition. Still no, hey, hey, hey. I don't see Switch edition hey, in hey, brackets hey, hey. there. You know it is. It ain't. It always says Switch edition. <laughs> No well, Switch Edition. Gentlemen, it is neglected the Switch Edition, but you can fairly pick yeah, it. Nah, nah, it is nah, 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 nah. It's just uh, Minecraft. Anyway, I'm oh, sorry, we got some disturbance there. At number five, we have Gran Turismo 7. Uh, and at number four, uh, the uh, the Nintendo version of Gran Turismo 7, Mario Kart 8 <laughs> Deluxe. 
uh, which is obviously selling buckets. This uh, game never moves now. Number three just does it's doing amazing. Number three, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is holding its position, man. Last week's number three as well. Uh, and at number two, uh, we have Nintendo Switch ports, which is Nintendo Switch ports, sports, sorry, which means we have a brand new number one. Brand but new, not really? Unfamiliar, <laughs> but not an unfamiliar one. <laughs> well, it's new for this week anyway, but ladies and gentlemen, Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West has made it back to the top spot once again. Oh, I can't fucking believe this it. Game, you know this what I mean? game is like a zombie man. And what makes it, here's an interesting one for you. Um, since... If you take out the first month, right? So uh, though basically what did uh, so gameindustry.biz, that's where we get this information from. They said that if you start from the date the official bundle came out to last week, mm-hmm. the official bundle only counts for 40% of Horizon sales. So who the hell is buying Horizon? Uh, all of a sudden because they all bought it at launch there's not that many ps5s in the uk you know <laughs> so who the fuck is buying it like what the fuck it is a shock it really is and uh it is definitely making waves uh, but yeah you're right i mean i'm not sure exactly what the you know the amount of uh, ps5s in the uh, uk at the moment are but i'm really happy to see that it's, it's taking a top spot again because it's an it is an awesome game yeah ladies and gentlemen you've heard us talk about it numerous times in the show uh but yes it just seems like it's going to be like what Zelda did for um, the Switch, especially on its, uh, you know, its first year. This is going to be uh, the PS5's evergreen title. You know, it's going to be the game to get if you're not sure exactly what to buy, you know, with a PS5 and you want to see something which is going to showcase its true performance and capabilities. Horizon Forbidden West does it without even breaking a sweat. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy that it's number one again. And it also shows that <laughs> like the competition is just shit right now, man. It's like this game came out in February. You know what and, I uh, love. What I love is though every time there's a new release, it shoots to number one. It stays there for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then it just Horizon and Mario Kart and the Lego Star Wars. I think it's I think it's Horizon and Lego Star Wars. Just keep get off the number one spot. Get off the number one spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rotating, yeah. Uh, yeah. Horizon. horizon uh, oh my gosh, can't get my words. Horizon. Horizon reclaims. Try saying that ten times first. Uh, the number one spot despite sales being down twenty five percent week on week. Um, last week's number one, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, dropped to number ten after eighty three percent sales drop. No, read the next bit. Oh my gosh, only eighty nine units stopped it from falling behind. GTA 5, which was at number 11. God damn that 80, game. 89 <laughs> units, dude. If, so, if 90 extra copies oh of GTA were sold, it would have been in yeah, the top 10 again. It would have been in the top 10. And no doubt, yeah, we're predicting it already. GTA 5 is going to be in the top 10 for next week. Uh, Grand Turismo 7 enjoyed a 32% sales increase after a small amount of UK hardware reached the UK market, and that's PS5s on UK shelves. Uh, Demon Souls also jumped um, from number 27 to 13, uh, which I'm sure is a game which a lot of people who played it are not happy to see in the charts at all because it pissed them off so much while playing. Um, mm. But yeah, dude, this chart is just interesting. Yeah, there may not be like the latest games coming out as freaking as we would expect it, especially in 2022 post-pandemic, uh, but it's very interesting to see these games, which are just constantly revolving around the top spot. And Nintendo is holding it down, though. I mean, geez, at least five games in the top 10. Yay, yay. So I think, you know what, I, I think with the Nintendo Switch is obviously not with the dock. I always find it hard to see the dock in stock, you know, the docked version of the yeah. Switch. But yeah, I see yeah. lights everywhere. You know what I mean? And you know it's going to keep moving. You know it's going to keep selling as well. Like I went into, uh, so to buy us, to give you an idea. So we bought my daughter a Switch Lite um, because obviously she wants to play this horsey game. She wants the LOL game and stuff like that. Nice. Since we bought her, she just plays Minecraft. That's it. That's all she plays, <laughs> right? She built an upside down house. I was like, cool. That's cool. And an upside down hall. Everything's upside down, but she wants to build it like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But we went in. So a Switch Lite by itself is 199.99. Mm. I could have got a Switch Lite with Switch Sports for 210. Yeah. So I would have only paid 10 pounds for Switch Sports. I was like, huh? <laughs> I'll have that one, please. Or oh, we don't have any Switch Sports in stock. Why are you fucking advertising it then? Like, what the hell? But then I thought to myself, I stopped myself yeah. dead and I thought, no, 
I cannot be somebody who contributes to the toppling of PlayStation 2. So I went onto Facebook Marketplace and I bought a Switch Lite for £85. Near oh, brand new. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not adding to it, Alex. I'm not adding to it. You're not adding to it, but like in retrospect, you have added to it if we want to do it in a tenant way. So anyway, nah, nah, nah. Uh, I'm not adding to it. We got some more news anyway, because obviously you have. Uh, thank you. Actually, we welcomed you into the fold. <laughs> but anyway, you got some more sales updates, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, in regards to the UK console market, Sony's PlayStation 5 has edged ahead of the Xbox Series X and S in the UK for 2022, becoming the country's second most popular console for the year. Um, behind the Nintendo Switch. It will also have its eye on the number one spot as the gap between number one and two has decreased over the last few months. I think that lines up with because we've seen Horizon stock coming back into the UK, haven't we? That's despite the fact that the console sales were down in July compared to the previous month, with PS5 sales dipping 14%. Sony's new-gen console is still being held back by ongoing stock shortages, something which has plagued the company since their November 2020 launch. Alex, how are we almost two years out from launch and you're still struggling for machines? Like It's ridiculous. (laughs) Hard times, man. (laughs) Um, Overall, nearly 104,000 game consoles were shifted in the UK in July 2022, representing a decline of 16% over June. Uh, A decline, yeah, so a decline. So June was obviously a big month for hardware. People going on holidays, they're buying Nintendo Switch Lite so they can play on the Switch. They're buying PlayStation 5s because they're obviously available. Uh, moving on just really quick to some individual titles player first games online brawler multiverses which is obviously a smash brothers clone with all um wb and dc characters has drummed up 10 million players despite only being available in beta form that's according to tracker.gg which reveals that multiverses has notched up 10 million 268,259 players across ps5 ps4 pc and Xbox consoles since it launched in open beta three weeks ago. Take-Two Interactive revealed during its quarterly earnings call overnight that Grand Theft Auto V has now sold 170 million units worldwide since its launch back in September 2013. Now, to give you an idea, in addition, the publisher giant also revealed that the GTA franchise as a whole has now sold over 380 million units since its inception in 1997. Alex, GTA 5 is almost almost accounting for half of its total sales as a franchise. But what I find really impressive, Alex, Red Dead Redemption 2 has now sold 45 million copies, with the Red Dead series now at 68 million sold. And NBA 2K franchise as a whole is at 125 million units sold. But Alex... Yeah. Rewind, multiverses, Warner Brothers, Smash Brothers clone, 10 million players. That's, yeah, a good, that's good news, right? No, I don't even believe any of that, really. I think they're just like fabricating those numbers. I've probably got bots <laughs> on them because, come on, you ain't going to beat Smash Brothers. <laughs> you know no, I mean, I, I think it's great that it doesn't have to compete. It's not going to compete with Smash Brothers because obviously Smash Brothers used to sell like between 10, 15 million units. And then obviously the Switch version is it Ultimate. Um, is yep. it Smash Brothers Ultimate exploded, yeah. you know, like ridiculously? But it's nice to see that there's a similar game with the WB characters in there with like Scooby Doo and all that. And, you know, it's just fun to see people playing yeah. that, you know. And yeah. um, I think Nickelodeon's also got their version as well, you know, which yeah, yeah, like Nickelodeon, uh, or yeah. like Brawl Stars or some shit like Brawl that. Stars, but yeah, so. yeah, it's always good to see success and we'll see where multiverses go. They've got a plethora of characters that they can delve into and put into the game, which are a lot more well-renowned than the Nintendo characters. So we'll see what oh. happens and how they make a big deal. I hope if they do it, they do it like Fortnite. Fortnite make a huge deal when a character, whether it be The Rock or John Cena, you know, mm-hmm. going into the game, they make such a big deal of it and it yeah. should be an event. So hopefully multiverses does that one as well but alex before we move on 170 million copies sold i was gonna say that's the reason why nintendo is so successful especially with uh, smash brothers because they made it an event whenever there's a new character Mm. do you think wb is really gonna put the same effort 
teams to release. I, I think I don't. I think ten million players has obviously made them think. Oh crap, we can monetize this, and then they'll take it seriously. So we'll see how they do it. It's all about the dollar. <laughs> Talk about dollars, yeah. Like you said, take two and GTA Five. Oh my gosh! I mean, one hundred and seventy million units. That is. That is ridiculously impressive. Um, and I guess it's going to be going, going down as the greatest game uh, in terms of sales of all time, next to what, Tetris? Uh, I mean, uh, as well, officially, it well, officially, it's Tetris, Minecraft, GTA 5. But people oh, say really? you can never track Tetris's number. You know what I mean? So they don't count Tetris. And then some some count Minecraft, some don't count Minecraft's phone sales. I'm like, look, it's just a game. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. A sales a sale. Uh, yeah, but obviously it's great news for Take 2. And it's also going to be really hard work for them to actually make sure that GTA 6 at least gets to those numbers. I mean, was it a fluke or are they able to capture lightning in a bottle yet again? But, um, but with their narrative-driven story um, game, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, selling 45 million units man i mean that is um, that is really good obviously that's not all on the playstation unfortunately i mean that's what's shared between pc and xbox pc xbox playstation yeah so um i can't believe man there's no ps5 version that's what yeah well yeah well that's that's coming it must be coming there must be on you know on the works especially if last of us part one uh does well well well, there was that we we spoke about it a few weeks ago didn't we that uh internally apparently that all the remakes and that have been canned or suspended indefinitely with all resources going into gta 6 so yeah 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 sure i'm sure they'll be able to fraction up a little team um but yeah i'm looking forward to gta 6 really i'm really curious to see how they're gonna knock its own game let's be honest with gta as we mentioned cultural event whether you're excited or not you end up buying it you know what I mean? it's true like card uh, cool. So we're going to dive on to uh, the letters, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we've got some interesting ones. Um, starting off with um, Chicago, uh, Brandon has written and he asks, uh, great podcast. I miss Blockbuster. Wow, that is a throwback. Yes, we do too. It's a shame that Netflix and Prime uh, took that spot, but hey. If you can't see the tide coming, you're going to get swept away, right? Uh, but do you have any gaming memories about renting games? Me and my big bro used to rent games all the time, um, and they were the best days. Yes, I have um, a, a lot of fun memories renting games from Blockbuster, uh, but Sonny apparently doesn't have any memories at all because when he was renting games, it wasn't called Blockbuster. <laughs> what was it called? Man? Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, Blockbuster is an amazing chain, but it was no global video. Oh, my God. There we go. (laughs) Global video. So I think for me, it was, I think, my fondest memory renting a game. Now, I used to, so we used to live in Scotland, and me and my brother would walk about 20 minutes to a small town center that had the far superior global video. And Alex knows for a fact, he knows for a fact, Blockbuster could not touch global videos, popcorn. All right. I got to give you that, the popcorn. Exactly. There you go. And I remember um, when the PlayStation had absolutely decimated every other console. Do you remember when the N64 dropped in 99.99 with GoldenEye? Because it just yeah. couldn't compete anymore, right? We got one for my birthday, and yeah. obviously, but the, the it was still cartridge based, so the games were still like sixty five pounds. So we couldn't buy them because obviously we were going to buy PlayStation games, right? Yeah. So we used to go to Global Video and rent sixty four games. And I remember when we rented, as WWF fans at the time, reluctantly rented WCW, <laughs> NWO, World Tour, World Tour, and. I only rented it because I had Hulk Hogan on the box with the other <laughs> WCW rejects, but Hogan was on there. So we rented it, but it was, oh my God, what a game. Like it just showed that, oh, this is what wrestling games can be like. This is amazing. Like going into the crowd, oh, getting a steel chair out and everything. It was just like, what a game. And I, I remember we got it. We bought loads of like five bags of popcorn and we went back. And we were good. We were like, we'll, we'll have a quick goal. We'll quit. It was like three pound for like, it was three pound for three days, five pounds for a week. So we rented it for a week and then we rented it. We went back to return it and rented it again straight away. And we did it like four times just to look like we had the game. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, for me, it would be, I mean, we rented loads of games. I can't remember, but that one I remember vividly. So WCW, NWO, World Tour for me. What's the one game for you? One game for me, uh, I think it's the first game I remember renting was uh, Mortal Kombat 2 for the SNES back in the day. Uh, and that wasn't even from Blockbuster. It's from a, a smaller shop, uh, not too far. Uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> that was the first time I've actually ever played. I played Mortal Kombat 2, I think, before I played the first one. And um, yeah, that was just an eye opener. I mean, the first one was okay. You know, obviously going back to it in like a you know retrospect, mm. uh, but obviously uh, Mortal Kombat 2 was just superior. And it was like, it was so great that I actually had to buy the game because otherwise I would have been incurring some crazy late fees, uh, which were quite prevalent back then. You know, mm-hmm. if you only pirate over for like overnight really or for the weekend. Uh, but yeah, the game was absolutely phenomenal. And like just trying to figure out the, the moves and remembering like, you know, the, the fatality, the babalities, the, it was, yeah, it was just an awesome game. So that was one of my fondest memories uh, when I realized that maybe renting games isn't really for me because if I'm going to end up like buying it. I mean, I guess it was a great way mm. to tell it. It was, it was, it was uh, a good, great way to tease. And let's be honest, that's what these trials are on the premium tier. Like, I can just go in. It's like I'm renting the game because I am paying my yearly £100 to be a premium member, but mm. I still get the option to rent and try games, you know. Um, can I just shout out to compliment that global video, Pizza Hot. Oh, shut up. Yes. Man. Pizza <laughs> Hot. Not Hot. Hot. All these ripoffs. But anyway, yeah, thank you, Brandon. Before we hear more about global video on pizza, what? Anyway, <laughs> not any other. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, cheers for that uh, trip down memory lane. And yeah, uh, RIP Blockbuster. Uh, but our second question comes from Harriet from San Francisco uh, in the US. And she asks, or they ask, uh, what has been your favorite hardware feature from a PlayStation console? And I'm guessing that's any PlayStation console from one to five, including the PSPs as well. Because if that uh, is, I think of the obvious answer for anybody would be the introduction of disc, right? But let's not go into that nuance and shit. I'll just be straight and say, honestly, the DualSense controller, man. I fucking love that controller, man. I just love it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to go through, like, yeah, you know, PlayStation 1 introduced disc, PlayStation 2, you know, DVD and emotion engine, PlayStation 3 cell chip and all that. It didn't really do anything. PlayStation 4, you know, the real launch of, like, the new PlayStation network and stuff like that and the PlayStation store. PS5 has SSD and you're like, yeah, yeah, but it's what really, really makes a game different is the controller, you know, and yeah. from a hardware feature, yeah, the, the controller for me, for PlayStation yeah. 5, I love it. I think for me, uh, the one that stood out the most, you know, we're talking like old school that stood out the most, was the fact that finally we had a console that you could play CDs on. Mm. <laughs> just like just normal, you know, audio. Do you remember, the, do you remember the, the, the grayscale background as the yeah, song was playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually see all the track listings and everything. So I think for me, yeah, that was just a lot of fun, you know, because no longer do you have to go downstairs to the CD player and that's just your fruit because like, you can now listen to all your music. I'm talking hip hop, straight hip hop, without your parents going all crazy over the, uh, you know, the profanity in the lyrics. Uh, but yeah, man, I think that was one of the best features which helped the console's popularity for sure because. Yeah, I mean, you did have the likes of Sega Saturn and other CD consoles doing it, but Sony, obviously Sony's got like great technology when it comes to visuals as well as audio. Um, and the, yeah, when you connected the, uh, the the PlayStation to like a decent set of speakers, even back then, it was freaking awesome, man. I mean, we had it on uh, connected to our like our Dolby 3D TV. It wasn't Atmos, but it was Dolby mm. And yeah, it sounded, it sounded great even though the picture quality was nowhere as good as uh, what we're getting today uh but the audio was phenomenal so yeah in terms of music sony had it on point back then and they've only just gone from strength to strength especially with the you know the 3d audio now you know especially on the headset as well the tempest audio um is all on point so and i think that often gets overlooked how good their audio engine actually is you know it's all about mm. the vision now but yeah man they, they smash it yeah, yeah so great question well, naturally, yeah, I guess it would also be the um, the haptic feedback on the dual sense. I mean, that is pretty much like the greatest in, uh, innovation uh, to uh, console gaming consoles in the past, what, 20 years? You know, Massive, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's big, big. But yeah, cheers for that, Harriet. 
And uh, okay, so that was been the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you had fun and you learned something new and you know some games that you need to be putting onto your wish list come 2023, which seems to be the year that all these games are going to be coming out. So let us know your thoughts about Gamecom. Um, let us know what you're looking forward to, what's going to be your favorite game. Um, Evo 2022, did you see the Tekken 8 updates? Are you hyped up about it? Let us know in the section below. Call of Duty 6. I'm guessing you're going to get it anyway. And GTA 6, finally, people, we may have a GTA game from Take-Two, which will beat GTA. So uh, <laughs> let us know your thoughts. And it comes such a low. So before we go, any final words, mate? Um, nope. <laughs> nah. Uh, obviously, we've got the rumor mill, as Demi mentioned, and latest PSX this week. So head over to Patreon, click the link in the description. And she says it all the best. And listen to those extra episodes as well. Cool. And just as you said, nope, I thought you were actually just giving a shout out to that film, Jordan Peele's film called Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I that out. Uh, but yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Philips OneBlade. You can... T- <laughs> oh, God, <man. laughs> oh, my God. Hang on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, shh, shh. <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Philips One Blade. <laughs> you can tell someone's style by their <laughs> by their facial hair. Let One Blade help you tell your story, whether you're team beard or <laughs> team beard. You know, I can't. You can tell someone's style by their facial hair. Let One Blade help you tell your story. Whether you're team beard or team stubble, One Blade can trim, edge and shave any length of hair with just one tool. It's easy to use, versatile and can be used wet or dry. Philips One Blade, your style made simple. Go to www.philips.co.uk forward slash one blade to find out more. There's always a made to... <laughs> Fuck no! So close! Five minutes later. This episode is brought to you by Philips One Blade. You can tell someone's style by their facial hair. Let One Blade help you tell your story. Whether you're Team Beard or Team Stubble, One Blade can trim, edge, and shave any length of hair with just one tool. It's easy to use, versatile, and can be used wet or dry. Philips One Blade, your style made simple. Go to www.philips.co.uk forward slash one blade to find out more. There's always a way to make life better. Innovation in you, Philips.